And welcome to episode 19 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again. On today's episode, we're going to recap the first day of NBA free agency, all of the madness, everything that went down. And really, it's starting to feel like a national sports holiday the first day of NBA free agency. You can't keep your phone down. You're on Twitter 24-7 trying to get the breaking news, trying to see who's going where. And really, it's just exciting. I'm not one of those guys who says that the NBA offseason is better than the NBA regular season. Believe it or not, a lot of people have been trying to make that case in the last couple years. And to me, I'm all about the games and I'll never be that guy that says, oh, the, the, uh, the, the offseason is better than the regular season. But, man, it is exciting, especially when you have this player mobility era that we are in. You have all the rumors. Really, you got Wojnowski, you got Shams, you got Ramona Shelburne, Mike Mark Stein, you got Chris Broussard. These guys are just lighting up the phones 24-7. Honestly, I I was getting nervous. I was Googling what happens if you stare at a phone too long. I learned about the 20-20-20 rule. And no, that is not a Moses Malone line from the 80s. But every 20 minutes, you stare at something that's 20 feet away for 20 seconds. And it really opens your eyes up. And then you can go back to NBA Twitter to catch the latest breaking news. But yeah, man, it was crazy. I mean... You had yesterday in a in a six hour stretch, in a six hour stretch, you had three point one seven billion dollars worth of contracts signed in the first six hours of NBA free agency. That is a record. Forty eight players signed new deals within six hours of NBA free agency. I'll, we'll go. We'll review some of my picks. I'm not proud of some of the picks I made. I really felt certain players were going certain places. I was I was on the money with Kyrie Irving. I told you he was going to Brooklyn. Kemba Walker going to the Celtics. And really, I felt strongly that Kevin Durant was going to go to the New York Knicks. But it appears that him and Kyrie Irving had things worked out well in advance that Remember, do you remember in the All-Star weekend when KD got all upset because reporters were posting videos of him and Kyrie laughing and joking in the in the tunnel? Well, there was a reason why Kevin Durant was upset about that because he knows that they were onto something and it just goes to show when all of these moves are made, all the speculation, the going back and forth, the Vegas odds shifting, but it always turns out that these moves are made the minute that free agent starts, and that they were agreed upon in advance. So it looks like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving had mapped out this plan well in advance. But we're going to break all of that down, talk a little more KD, Kyrie, to BK in just a second. But let's just recap a couple of these moves. It was absolutely insane. Uh, My thumb is just exhausted today from just scrolling down Twitter. Man, it was wild. But Kyrie Irving... Four years, $141 million deal with the Nets. Kemba, same amount, 141 with Boston. KD, 141 with the Nets. Redick, J.J. Redick. I love this move for the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm not going to call them my Pelicans, but I am very excited to watch this team. Adam Silver, when can I subscribe to NBA League Pass next year? I've been a member for like decades, but I want to be the first to subscribe to League Pass because they're my all-League Pass team this year. Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, those guys have the fire to prove that that uh, they are worthy of their picks since getting traded by the Lakers. 
And then you got J.J. Redick. This guy can straight up shoot. And Lonzo Ball, not only does he have a guy that he can kick to to make open threes, something he didn't have in L.A., they were the worst three point, one of the worst three-point shooting teams in basketball. But now you got guys he can throw lobs to. He can alley-oop all day, every day to Zion Williamson. So I really am very excited about the brand of basketball. Great pickup by J.J. Red, uh, by the Pelicans. And David Griffin, this guy is a star as an exec. I love the way he's gone in there and taking care of business. David Griffin has really done some great things, and so has Brooklyn. But Nikola Vucevic, he stays with the Orlando Magic. Four years, $100 million deal. He's the guy that was looking for max money but really slipped in the playoffs. But good for the Magic. They're still kind of a sneaky contender uh, vying for 7-8 seeds down there. Terry Rozier... He agrees to a three-year, $58 million deal with the Hornets. And look, a lot of people want to bash the Hornets, Michael Jordan. I think they're making smart moves. I think that Michael Jordan is thinking long-term, and he knows he's got to rebuild through the draft. And then you got that double draft coming pretty soon when the high school players are going to be eligible and the Hornets are going to be primed and ready to have high draft picks when that comes around. And also, look at the value there. Scary Terry, this is a guy we don't know what he can do with starters minutes. What he can do as a starting point guard, he's fresh. He doesn't have a lot of tread on those tires. I love that deal by the Hornets. 58 mil, watch for him. He's my sneaky, sneaky all-star pick. I think in the Eastern Conference, you can see him make an all-star team, maybe even as an alternate. But look for Scary Terry, big on him. Chris Middleton, Five years, $178 million for the Bucks. I mean, look, you got to overpay. You got to overpay if you are, if you are, uh, if you're, if you're the Bucks in that situation, just, just to make Giannis happy. That's his guy. That's his guy. And you know that they wanted to keep him. And look, if you're them, you gotta, you gotta pay that price. You gotta pay that price, $178 million. It keeps Giannis happy. But look, at the end of the day, you dropped 178 mil on a pretty on a contract that's going to be difficult to move. Let's say Giannis de, uh, leaves Milwaukee, and then also guy basically gives you 20 a game. So look, I understand why they made that deal. I hope it works out for them. Chris Middleton, he had a really off Eastern Conference Finals, but I do like him. And really, when you're Milwaukee, you're not in a position to let guys walk. So Garrett Temple. $10 million deal with the Kings. Rudy Gay agrees to a $32 million deal with the Spurs. I mean, Rudy Gay, he's a guy, I mean, he's pretty washed. He's past his prime. Uh, so a two-year $32 million deal. He can still contribute. I guess that's an okay deal. Harrison Barnes, four-year $85 million deal with the Sacramento Kings. So Harrison Barnes, Tar Heel for life. He goes to Golden State then goes to Dallas, then goes back to that Bay Area, signs with the Kings, $85 million. I like that deal. He's a veteran presence, strong leader in the in the, in the the locker room, and he can still contribute. And $85 million, I still think you're getting some value out of that. But uh, that's a good move. You're the Kings. Derrick Rose, man, can you imagine? There was a time where you would laugh at the idea. This is like, a ridiculous headline if you ever read this back in the day. But Derrick Rose, a two-year, $15 million deal with the Pistons. And the Pistons, they're doing anything they can 
to really stay in contention. To and you put him with. Imagine if I told you you had Blake Griffin. If this was 2010, and I told you you had Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose on the same team, they'd probably be odds-on favorite to make a Larry O'B run. So Derrick Rose, 15 million dollar deals. Glad to see he's still in the league. Glad to see that he's not as plagued by injuries as he once was. I'm rooting for you, Derrick Rose. I don't want to see you as the only player to win an MVP and not make it to the NBA Hall to the Basketball Hall of Fame. So I hope he has some good years. And then you got Trevor Ariza. He signs a two-year, $25 million deal with the Kings. So the, the Kings are telling us they want to get more experience. They want to have more mature guys. They want to make a run at the playoffs. And Trevor Ariza is a guy who knows how to do big things when it comes to the playoff runs, and he can also mentor some of those young guys. But then you got Dwayne Dedman, three years, $41 million deal with the Kings. Jonas Valanciunas, three years, $45 million deal with the Grizzlies. Gerald Green, he agrees to return to the Rockets on a one-year deal. That can't be good if you don't even have the amount of money you're signing for. He agrees to sign on a one-year deal, but hopefully he got some, he got a couple bags out of that. Terrence Ross, this was a big one. As far as, as far as how it impacts what other teams are going to do. So Terrence Ross, he agrees to that four-year, $54 million deal with the Magic. And he's a guy that the Lakers have been rumored to be targeting if they were unable to sign a third max player. So if it's true that Jimmy Butler, that trade is, is near getting finalized, and then Kyrie off the table, KD off the table... They had their sights set on Terrence Ross, but he agrees to a four-year, $54 million deal with the Magic, and Terrence Ross can ball. He was a guy that the Magic could have gotten something for. They could have gotten some pieces, some young talent for at the trade deadline. I know Oklahoma City was inquiring hard about Terrence Ross. He is a under-the-radar player, but I'm telling you, this guy can get you buckets. He's a scorer. He's lethal in the fourth quarter. Terrence Ross, one of the best bucket getters in the NBA. EuroLeague forward Nicola Melli agrees to a two-year, $8 million deal with my, oh, I just said it, my Pelicans. I mean, the Pelicans, $8 million deal. They're working the move. Now you got David Griffin rocking that international scouting, putting that international scout hat on, and you sign him for $8 million, you know they see something out of him. Al Farouk Aminu, $29 million deal with the Magic. Al Farouk Aminu can do some things. Watch out for the Magic in the Eastern Conference. I'm telling you, this team is on the rise. They're a team that's, that, uh, that's ready to turn the corner, and they've been building for a couple years now. Brooke Lopez, I love this story, guys. Brooke Lopez... Four-year deal, $52 million with the Milwaukee Bucks, and you're going to get Lopez times two for Milwaukee. It'll be the first time the Lopez brothers, uh, first time the Lopez brothers are on the same team since the days of Stanford, since they were on the Stanford squad back in the day. That should be cool. You got the Lopez Towers up in Milwaukee. Daniel House, Ju- uh, Daniel House Jr. agrees to a three-year, $11.1 million deal. Boyan Bogdanovich. This is, I'm going to give, when it's all said and done, I'm going to rank the top moves from top to bottom. This is going to be up there. Boyan Bogdanovich, four years, $73 million deal with the Jazz. 
And I really like that move for the Jazz. The Jazz are doing things this offseason. I think they've pretty much locked up a top four seed in the West. I'm telling you, Mike Conley Jr., Rudy Gobert, you guys got to remember, he's the stifled tower. He's the French rejection. Defensively, Gobert is a monster. And then you got Donovan Mitchell in his third year looking to make that leap. Man, I'm telling you, the Jazz are bringing something. And Bogdanovich, I'm telling you, if this guy... He doesn't look like your NBA superstar, your classic NBA superstar, but I'm telling you, this guy can straight up ball. He is money in the fourth quarter. He That's when he brings it. I'm telling you, Boyan Bogdanovich, top five in, in crunch time scoring last year, so he's a good dude to have on your squad. I love that move for Utah. Malcolm Brogdon traded to the Pacers for a first-round pick and two future second-round picks. And he agrees to a four-year, $85 million deal with the Pacers. So the Pacers, they were buyers in this offseason. They were trying to get Mike Conley Jr. last season. That didn't uh, go through. And then also, they were rumored to be hot after D'Angelo Russell. So that didn't go down. And then they get settled for Malcolm Brogdon. Of course, Rookie of the Year 2016-2017 season. He's a solid player. I like that move for the Pacers. You got to give Victor Oladipo some help. Then also, Darren Collison retiring. They needed some bodies in there. Jeremy Lamb, he agreed to a three-year, $31 million deal with the Pacers. Mike Scott, two years, $9.1 million. Thomas Bryant, three years, $25 million with the Wizard. Porzingis, of course, $158 million deal with the Mavericks. George Hill, three years, $29 million with the Bucks. Rodney Hood, Two years, $16 million deal with the Blazers. I like that move. He really showed up in the playoffs, especially in those first two rounds. That was a good move. And Rodney Hood is a guy, you just got to keep him happy. If he's happy, he'll produce. Uh, Julius Randle, I love that. By the way, Knicks fans, I don't know who made this meme, but someone made a, uh, made a, did, a, did a customized jersey where it had number 74. That was the Knicks' last championship. And in the back, it says cap space. <laughs> I just love that because the New York Knicks, they cleared all that cap space. They traded they traded uh they traded for Julius Random. I mean Julius Randall because that's how it's going to feel when you're anticipating guys like Kevin Durant, guys like guys like Kyrie Irving, you settle for Julius Randall. He's not going to put butts in the seats, but I love Julius Randall. I love Julius Randall as a as a piece to play alongside all-star players, but that they give him a three-year, $63 million deal. Tobias Harris, I love this move for Philadelphia. Now, the 76ers did a lot of great things in the last in the last six hours. Look, Jimmy Butler is a name. Jimmy Butler is a personality. Jimmy Butler is a brand. Jimmy Butler is also someone who can veer on the toxic side of your locker room, and you trade him, and then you make Tobias Harris, who was much more productive and efficient as a second to third option. I love this move. He has size, switchability down in the middle. And you and you, you build a core around Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, and, and, and Joel Embiid. Because let's be honest, Ben Simmons could have been ruined by Jimmy Butler, just like he tried to ruin Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. So you get him out off the books and you trade him for Richardson from Miami. Richardson is a great player, a player that Miami is signed to a very uh, team-friendly contract, and I'm telling you, that is a great move. Watch out for Philadelphia. I have them immediately 
depending on where Kawhi Leonard goes, right in that top two, three in the East to compete for that uh, that Eastern Conference Championship, Eastern Conference Finals. Al Horford also goes to Philly. Then you get Al Horford. This is a guy, locker room presence, A1. A guy who does all the dirty work, A1. That's a great move, especially, especially when you take him from your rivals. Don't get it twisted. That Philly-Boston rival is real. You get him to switch locker rooms. That's a great move. I love that move. And then also you got Todd Gibson going to the Knicks. Thaddeus Young, $41 million deal with the Bulls. DeAndre Jordan, four years, $40 million deals with the Nets. Now, that, of course, he got overpaid because Kyrie and Katie took a little less so they could give him 10 mil. That's their boy, and you're hanging out with your friends. Look, they say you never, you should never work with your friends. That's what weekends are for, right? That's what going to bars are for. I mean, look, I mean, if you're assembling rosters on friendships, I don't know. Mike Muscala, he agrees to a deal with the Thunder. They're desperate for shooting, apparently – Sam Presti, the OKC GM, made a point to go visit him personally to sign that deal. Really didn't have success when he got moved to the Lakers, but look, anything is better than what they had last year as far as shooting. Ed Davis, two-year, $10 million deal with the Jazz. Mario Hazonia, one-year minimum deal with the Blazers. Damari Carroll goes to the Spurs. Warriors sign and trade D'Angelo Russell. Andre Iguodala to the Grizzlies. Now, look, basketball is a business, right? Basketball is a business, and for them to send Andre Iguodala, who, if you remember Andre Iguodala, who had been one of the soldiers of this Warrior dynasty, he said uh, a week before that that uh, that the Warriors had let him play when he was not 100%. It may have hurt him from an injury standpoint, so... If you're Andre Iguodala, you get shipped out the next week to the Memphis Grizzlies, and he's going to get bought out, and a lot of talk has him ending up with the Lakers. So that's exciting. Imagine that defensive lineup. If you if they're able to land Kawhi Leonard, you got Anthony Davis, Andre Iguodala, Kawhi Leonard, all as the defensive pillars. Laker fans, if it happens... I don't know what to tell you, man. Just get excited. Keep painting murals all day until it happens. That Kawhi mural was nice. Um, And then, of course, the Warriors, they get D'Angelo Russell. Now, D'Angelo Russell, everyone says, oh, but he's an all-star. He was an all-star alternate, okay? He's a great player that for for a young and -and up-and-coming team, like I would say a Phoenix, right? Uh, Or a Phoenix, a team that... A team, or like the Knicks, a team that is just trying to figure things out, that's just trying to, to, to get it all together to see what they have. But if there's, if they're signing him, of course you don't want to lose Kevin Durant for nothing. But if they're signing Kevin, uh, if you're losing him to get that, get something out of nothing, I get it because of course then you could use him as a piece to get someone else down the line, a la what OKC did. Everyone was wondering why did they sign. Victor Oladipo on that big sign-and-trade deal when they sent Ibaka to Orlando in return for Oladipo. Well, guess what? That turned into Paul George. They netted Paul George out of that. So having guys under contract is very valuable because you got smaller market teams that have issues. Landing stars are willing to trade for those stars because they're under contract, kind of like what Detroit did with Blake Griffin and the Clippers. But look, last year he averaged 21 points, Seven assists, four almost close to four rebounds, 
36% shooting. So that is the encouraging thing is that he's figured out that three-point shot. He has one of the highest percentages on floaters in the NBA. My only issue with D'Angelo Russell is for a guy that size, six foot seven, he really doesn't have great athleticism and he doesn't get to the rim at will. So that's my only issue with him. Also, he's, I mean, 43% last year. Year before that, 41%. Year before that, 40%. So, it, yes, they're trending up his field goal percentage, but he's not going to have all that margin for error with Golden State. I mean, he's going to have to be efficient because you got guys like Klay Thompson, like Steph Curry, like DeAndre, uh, like Draymond Green, who are going to expect you to start hitting. So, uh, I like the move, I guess, but I'm really I don't think it's gonna I don't think that makes them a championship contender. I don't think the Warriors are going to be a team that's a serious threat to come out of the West next year. Even if the Lakers don't get Kawhi Leonard, I would have teams like Portland, OKC, OKC went healthy, and they're going to get Robertson back. They're the sleeper team next year, OKC, and then Utah has made a leap, and then Denver. So I don't think that – I think the Warriors, they're going to have to take a year off, rebuild. Clay's going to come back, but I think that really that's not, not a, a major, major groundbreaking move, but uh, – that is really the, the the big ones. Robin Lopez, he goes to the Bucks, and then of course Clay, he's gonna uh, China. Clay is gonna stay up in the Bay, and he signed that max deal, hundred ninety million dollar deal. He deserved every single penny of that. Really, he should have been eligible for a super duper max, something north of two hundred fifty mil. But he wasn't on one of those first all three all NBA teams. But the big deal, of course was Kevin Durant. So KD, the green room, the Durantula, he goes to the Brooklyn Nets, okay? And I've had issues with with Kevin Durant for a couple years just because I did think that was a soft move to go to a team that you just had on the ropes at 3-1. You go to that team, but look, those were KD's rings, okay? My whole thing is I'm going to tell you how I feel in the moment. But if there's new evidence, new information, I'm going to change my opinion. I'm not stubborn like that. And I got you got to admit, those championships, he won those finals MVPs. When you win the finals MVP with the ring, that is your championship. I love me some Black Mamba. I love me some Kobe Bryant. But those first three rings, yes, he was a big part of them. Yes, he was Robin. Those are Shaq's rings, okay? Shaq was the MDE. You win the finals MVP, it's your championship. And those were Kevin Durant's championships. He hits that clutch shot in game three where he just pulls up right in Cleveland. And he was just really unstoppable. And then you saw when he goes down, look, if he doesn't score those 11 points in the game he returned in game five, they're probably going to go down in five or go down earlier than that. So that's the issue. Kevin Durant, that's you. So he goes to Brooklyn, and I love the fact. I love how he announced. I love how he announced. He didn't do a press conference. He just uh, used his boardroom. The boardroom is his show. The boardroom is his show, and on the boardroom Instagram, he did a – he did an announcement with a notorious B.I.G. rap right behind it. And, man, I just I think that's cool. I mean, look, think about Brooklyn. That, they're just going to be cool. Like, I know it sounds cliche to say, oh, if you're, not, if you're not contending for championships, who knows what Kevin Durant is going to look like when he gets back. Hopefully, 
I, I'm always rooting for the, for the sport, for the league. I hope he comes back. He doesn't look, he doesn't miss a beat. I hope he's the dominant Kevin Durant that he was prior to the Achilles injury. But Kyrie Irving, look, Kyrie Irving's dad had net season tickets, right? Kyrie Irving has always been enamored with New York. But look, hey, Brooklyn is where it's at, okay? Where Brooklyn at, that's where it's at, at the Barclays. And they got one of the richest owners, John Tsai, is a, owns is ten net is net worth is ten billion dollars. They're going to be blowing up in China with this, and I think that Kevin Durant. I had him going to the Knicks. I thought that that Madison Square Garden, that Knicks, that the lore of the Knicks, MSG. I thought that was going to be enough. The connections with Fizdale and and Rich Kleiman. I thought that was going to be enough to sway him, but that all changed when it the, when it turned out that it was reported that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were hell-bent on playing with each other. So apparently months in advance, they had they had their agenda. And as Mark Spears from the Undefeated reported, that's what they were going to do. And they were, they, were, they were seriously considering going to – and this is, I, this is crazy to think, but, you know, they, they, they're, they're going to, they were seriously going to the Knicks – and but he it's always been about Brooklyn for Ke, for uh, Kyrie Irving and that's going to be the show that is going to be the show in town. Look, I mapped it. MSG it's five miles from Brooklyn. Okay, the Knicks yes they're special. They haven't won a championship in five in, in since nineteen seventy four. Okay, it's not a Lakers Clippers situation. It's not a Lakers Clippers situation where the Clippers would have to win like the next twenty titles in a row for this to even be considered maybe a Clipper town, right? Because the Lakers have been so dominant. The Lakers have 16 rings. The Lakers are competing for championships every five, six, seven, eight years and winning championships every decade at least on average. And they have all the playoff records for wins, winning percentage, all that good stuff. It's not like that in New York. The Knicks have been irrelevant for a long time. You win a couple with the Brooklyn Nets and then – the Barclays is the place to be, and it becomes all about the Brooklyn Nets, and you start to see the ship because it's all about the kids, man. I'm telling you, grow up, you get the influence. Kyrie Irving, that Kyrie Irving has one of the best-selling shoes in basketball. I'm telling you, it's going to be a cultural thing. The the Knicks, they got the they got the sweet black jerseys with the Big Kuji uh, sweater inspiration. You got the Jay Z influence. I'm telling you, the Brooklyn Nets, it's going to be a place to be. For the NBA, and the only sad thing, the thing that hurts me, is once I start to get excited about this, then I remind myself, we're not going to see this for 15 months. How long ago does it feel that we saw LeBron James in the Golden State Warriors? To me, that feels like a century ago, and unfortunately, it's not going to be for a while and really, it's unfortunate because really, this should be such a beautiful and exciting day for the Brooklyn Nets because they should be ready to say, hey, the East is wide open. They could be going for a championship next year. My only concern for the Nets is Kyrie Irving's injury history and having him have to carry that team in the first year. Yes, they have Lavert, Allen. They have pieces, and they were decent last year. They made the playoffs, right? But that was with D'Angelo Russell. Now, I, my only concern is that Kyrie Irving is going to have to carry that team the first year, and how will he hold up? Because, look, he's had significant injuries every other year and you just got to hope that he stays healthy that he stays happy because a happy Kyrie is a productive Kyrie you can't have what happened in Boston and you just got to love that if you're the Nets fans and that's the move you make if you're the Brooklyn Nets people say oh 
Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Achilles this, Achilles that. The word on the street is that the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks did not offer Kevin Durant the max, that they weren't comfortable offering him the max. Look, you got it's a wrap. The New York Knicks, you are toes. If that is truly the case, that is absurd. You should be embarrassed. That's like not buying Apple stock in the 80s. You should be embarrassed because your franchise has nothing to build on. You got a R.J. Barrett, who we have no clue how how good he is. And really, you, you, you shipped off Chris Stapp's poor Zingas. You shipped off the unicorn. You're supposed to get a max guy. You don't even think twice. How offend- If I'm Kevin Durant and you were offering me a penny less than 161, I'm saying take a hike, have fun, because guess what? We're going to whoop you about five miles from here in Brooklyn, and we're going to take over the Big Apple. We're going to take over the city, and I think that's what the Brooklyn Nets are going to do. I think they're going to take over that city, take over that market, and that James Dolan, I can't believe that I was even rooting for the Knicks to get them. Look, I'm a sucker for basketball history. I I love the heritage of the New York Knicks. I love... Earl the Pearl Monroe, Willis Reed. I wanted to see the Knicks be relevant again. But the New York Knicks are just toast. It's really sad. And to make matters worse, to compound the fact you got Brooklyn five miles away getting the guy that you had targeted for two years. I mean, if if you're a New York Knicks employee today, you gotta be very upset with how things have unfolded. Look, a couple months ago, uh, a couple months ago, when the whole Genie Bus thing came out, the whole sell, and they had the whole Beatles parody for "Let It Be," sell the team. A lot of people don't realize that was originally made by a Knicks fan to go against James Dolan. Okay, and he's the guy that needs to sell the team. He's the guy that needs new direction. He's the guy that needs to sell the team to someone that's willing to take the New York Knicks. Because don't worry, they are just an absolute train wreck. Like the Andy Schumer movie that was filmed with the, uh, in Madison Square Garden. They are a train wreck. It is an ugly sight. And I'm telling you, they're not close to being a contender. And really also want to point out that, look, NBA fans, you're not just fans. NBA fans, you can influence a player. And Mark Stein from the Undefeated points out in his piece that Kevin Durant felt very disrespected by the Golden State Warrior fan base his entire time there. He felt like he went in there and that he wanted to form a bond with Steph Curry, and fortunately it never formed. They were kind of at different stages of their life. Steph Curry, more of a married man, more of a family guy. Kevin Durant, still single. It just never worked out. They never became cronies like that. And that Kevin Durant felt very upset that he didn't get the attention he deserved, that he didn't hear those MVP chants when he was at the free throw line. That you had uh, Warrior fans, uh, they were talking about, hey, he should, that Curry should have got one of those finals MVPs. That it was all about Curry, 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 Curry. And that Kevin Durant is a guy that just gravy trained on that success. And that when Draymond Green told him that, hey, we won before you, we won without you, we won after you're gone, that all those little things started to add up Oh, and then also, if you remember Bob Myers, if you remember at the championship parade, Golden State GM Bob Myers said that Steph Curry can get whatever amount of money he wants because he deserved it because he was here before the success. And then you got an awkward laugh from Kevin Durant. He was not feeling that. How do you put this team together? It works so well with Steve. And then I heard you tell Kevin Durant he can have whatever contract he wants next year. 
Yeah, that was just for the media. He can't have anything <laughs> like that at all. Mid-level. Yeah, <laughs> mid-level, behind closed doors. It's because I think story. last year he told Steph he could have any contract he wants, too, yeah. so. Well, yeah, that was different. He, well, he's, he's been here from the run, you know, the way before days. He's earned it. <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors cohesion right there. So much that's for chemistry. When, that's when it began, the first Fisher. Put it, put it in perspective, Bob, as a Bay Area guy. So look, all those little things add up, and then, then at the very end, when you had Warrior fans watching Game 5 at Oracle, then there are Game 6 at Oracle after Kevin Durant tore his Achilles, then you finally produce some uh, towels that say KD. Too little too late and unfortunately he's now on the Brooklyn Nets because look hey I'll say what I want even if even if the Lakers get Kawhi Leonard uh you, you got so much shooting when Kevin Durant comes back Clay Thompson's fresh that's a team that could win another championship now I think the Warriors I don't think the Warriors will ever win another championship with Steph Curry or Clay Thompson they will not their championship run is over they got their rings. Congratulations to them. But with Kevin Durant out of the picture, they will not contend for another championship. They will not win more rings under this nucleus. So that's a wrap for the Warriors. And also, we're gonna we're gonna wrap today on the on Kawhi Leonard. So I know you I know I told you guys my prediction for Kawhi Leonard that I had him going to Toronto on that one plus one. But look, I'm out here in Los Angeles, California, and you can feel that momentum. You can feel that momentum, that big ticket item, that Kawhi Leonard, the crown jewel, the prize piece, the Bugatti Veyron, the whatever you want to call it. He feels like he's L.A. bound, okay? And there's a lot of hilarious memes. There's a lot of hilarious – by the way, there's a lot of hilarious memes about, about everything. The internet just won yesterday – Completely. One of my favorites was the D'Angelo Russell, the D'Angelo Russell, where the fans said that D'Angelo Russell won't be the first time that he broke up a relationship involving Iggy because the whole Iggy Azalea, Nick Young thing, and then the Andre Iguodala thing and the Warriors getting shipped out. But one of my favorite, though, was on Snoop Dogg's Instagram. He posted a picture of a, a, a video where it said the Clippers asking, here's what happens when the Clippers when Kawhi asked the Clippers, why should I sign with you? Check this out. Have you ever had a dream that, that you, um, you had, you, you, you could, you do, you, you want, you, you could do so, you, you do, you could, you, you want, you want him to do you so much, you could do anything? So it's going crazy here in Los Angeles. If you look today this morning, the Los Angeles Lakers have moved to a plus 150 as title favorites. Now, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are great, but with just them, would you have them at plus 50? I understand how Vegas odds go. You want all those Laker fans to start putting money on it. I feel that. But look, these wise guys out in Vegas are telling us something, and apparently Kawhi Leonard has already spoken with Magic Johnson. Now, one thing this does is if you're the Lakers, it is the Lakers. They, they, they love to tout themselves as the Laker family. And to have this reported as much as it is that Magic Johnson has been in talks with Kawhi Leonard's uncle and is doing as much as he can under the NBA rules without incurring any tampering fines, this is great for Magic Johnson. Because now Magic Johnson, 
after getting that bad rap. It, it seems like an eternity ago that we're talking about the Lakers' turmoil and Magic Johnson being a dictator-type leader, and now we're talking about, hey, without Magic, we don't get LeBron. Without LeBron, we don't get AD. Without Magic, we don't get Kawhi Leonard. I think that the Lakers want to fix that narrative and they want to mend that relationship with Magic Johnson because they understand how valuable of an asset he is to these elite players because there are not a lot of guys that can that, that these players respect like Magic Johnson. And apparently he's very involved. And one of the big kickers in the conversation with Magic Johnson was whether or not he was going to be able to bring his own medical staff. So the thing with Magic Johnson uh, with with the Lakers is he wanted to bring his own uh, medical staff and a lot like what LeBron, Le- LeBron James did. So LeBron James, he brought his own medical staff to the Lakers. Lakers were cool with it. And that the Raptors, uh, that uh, the guy Alex McKinney, Alex McKinney, the Raptors director of sports scientists, he apparently is given a lot of credit for keeping Kawhi Leonard healthy with that load management and that Kawhi Leonard wanted to address that situation and wanted to know if they were going to be able to make that happen. And if they're able to do it with LeBron, they apparently told Uncle Dennis, Kawhi's Le- Kawhi Leonard's uncle, that he was going to happen, that it was going to happen. So if you're the Lakers, I really think this is happening. I know I said he was going to the Raptors, but Chris Broussard continues to tweet that uh, that the, it feels like the momentum is that he's going to the Lakers. And if you are the Clippers, it's the same scenario with the with the Brooklyn Nets and the Knicks. It's a crushing blow. The guy you had targeted, the guy you had targeted for a year now, for a year plus, is going to the team that you're in the shadows for. It was going to be a dark, sad, gloomy day for Jerry West, for Balmer, for Lawrence Frank and Doc Rivers, all the Clippers regime, all friend Clipper Daryl, if they're unable to secure Kawhi Leonard. And if you just read the tea leaves and you're Kawhi Leonard, why would you choose the Clippers? That kid said it best. Why would you choose the Clippers? Because, one, they can't load manage you. Also, yeah, Jimmy Butler's not going to be a guy you can play with because he's going to Miami. Kyrie, Kevin Durant, they're not going to be able to play with you. You got no other all-star. They signed Patrick Beverly. That's okay. He's a nice role player. He's a nice piece to on a on a as a six, five, five, six guy, a, a good defender. But you're not going to the Clippers, okay? Accept that right now. Just if you look at the facts, Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard's not going to the Clippers. I believe it's down to the Raptors and the Lakers. And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to whether or not LeBron James can convince Kawhi Leonard that, hey, I know what you're thinking. You think I'm going to be overwhelming. You think I'm going to be LeBron James and that I'm going to want the rock. LeBron's got to be, hey, I'm nearing 60,000 total minutes, man. I, I want to ride off in the sunset. I want to I want to hang out in my Brentwood mansion, smoke cigars, drink my wine, build my empire. I just want another ring, baby. I don't want to be the only star save for Elgin Baylor to not get this championship. This is all you. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom, and then you and AD, you guys ride off in the sunset. Okay? I think that's what the conversation is. I think the deal is done. I think Jeannie Buss at the NBA Awards spilled the beans. I got a friend industry John Sherman who thinks this is bogus but I think that that Jeannie Buss spilled the beans a little bit 
because she said that something special is in the works. We have a lot of other changes that are going to happen, but I can't talk about them because of NBA rules. But um, actually, we're here t tonight to talk about the winners. Right? And guess what? I'm here to tell you, John Rondo is not something special. Jimmy Butler might have been. Kyrie Irving might have been. KD might have been. All that is off the books now. Off is, is not possible. Only thing that could have been special is Kawhi Leonard. And just like we learned with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, this deal was made up months in advance. I think Kawhi Leonard is going to be a Los Angeles Laker. I think you're going to see it as early as Wednesday. So yeah, we fun guy. We're tomorrow. Fun guy, what's up, baby? What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? This is, uh, this yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen. Just, uh, just from if you look at the logistics of it, if he goes back to Toronto, that's an uphill climb. Different bank accounts living in Toronto. I just saw him eating tacos in San Diego. If you saw Kawhi Leonard, he was eating tacos in San Diego, and you can't get those up in Toronto. So I think that Kawhi Leonard, he joins the purple and gold, forming one of the most dominant dynasties that we have ever – dominant, we don't know what they're going to win, but on paper, we've never seen an, a, 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 a collection of talent of this magnitude. So it's going to be special. Get ready, Laker fans. You're going to get a lot of purple and gold. And this is going to be the first time we're going to see the Lakers dominant in the Twitter social media era. So if you hate the Lakers now, you are going to hate them tenfold and they got the reach. Just look at it. Look at the Philippines. You had you had Kawhi not ads in the Philippines. Shout out to the Filipino Laker fans because the Lakers are monster popular in th in the Philippines. So the Lakers are global. I think Kawhi Leonard ends up here. But that's gonna do it for today's show. Thanks for rocking with us once again here on the Get More Sports Podcast. You can find us on. Uh, find me on Twitter at DMAC underscore LA. That's DMAC underscore LA. Subscribe, tell your friends, rate, review, all that good stuff. Have a great rest of your week. Happy Monday, and I'm out.